0: its seven oh eight. Yeah, lines are wide open as they are Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Back here with the second edition, uh, weekly edition, or weeknight edition of the Employment Hour. Anyway, here four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have concerns about employment, termination, your severance package, anything under that uh, wide umbrella. Lior is here to answer all of your questions. We will get to the severance pay calculator here in just a bit and some emails throughout the evening as well. So we always start, uh, Lior, with the week that was, right?
1: Thank you, Johnny. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And always a pleasure to be back here talking about employment law and workplace rights. Uh, and if we can, we'll talk about the Raptors, but probably not. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> one day, John, one day we'll talk about the Raptors. Champion Raptors. But uh, That's right. <laughs> those Raptors. But we're, we're here really to uh, ask uh, or to inform people and answer the questions that we've been asked all the time about workplace rights. You know, we all work. We all have a job. doesn't matter if it's full-time, part-time, and and we need to know what our rights are. It's not always obvious. And, you know, sometimes we may have questions. So we're here for an hour till 8 o'clock. Give it to us, and I'll do everything possible to inform and advise. Now, let me talk about two scenarios that, that I dealt with this past week. I actually think both of them are very interesting, and there's some really important lessons that there to be learned. The first matter, John, involved a gentleman that had worked uh, for a major bank. I'm not going to tell you which bank, mm-hmm. but he worked for a major bank, a uh, financial advisor. And I don't know if you realize a lot of, if not all of these financial advisors, they're, they're commissioned individuals. They're essentially commissioned salespeople and they have targets like every other commissioned sales right. person does. And in this particular individual, uh, the, uh, the bank had increased his targets. And then when he couldn't meet it, put him on a performance improvement plan and also give him a warning saying you have to improve your performance mm-hmm. or else. So he did his best. And when he saw that his performance wasn't improving, he asked for help. He said, well, help me out here. I I can't seem to be meeting those targets that you've, you've set now for me, these new targets. So help me out. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Give me some training. That never happened except when he didn't meet the performance targets. Again, they give him another warning and they give him a final performance improvement plan. And the same thing happened. He's saying, help me out. Let me understand what I'm doing wrong, training, do something to make me or to allow me to improve. They didn't do that. And when he didn't meet his targets, they said, well, we gave you a couple of warnings. We put you on a performance improvement plan. Now we're going to let you go for cause. Right. We've done our homework here, and we have built up our case. And that's when he called me, and he wanted to know, well, Lior, now that they've had these warnings and they've put me on this performance improvement plan, and yes, I did not meet the targets, can they let me go for cause? The answer was clearly and unequivocally, no, They cannot. The main reason, of course, is if they're going to let you go because of performance issues, it's not enough to show that they've warned you. They have to show, number one, that you've done actually something wrong, that there's a reason why you couldn't meet the Mm -hmm. targets. Maybe you were slacking off. Maybe you weren't working hard. Maybe you were sleeping at your desk, number one. And number two, they have to show that they've tried to help you, that they've tried to provide training. None of those things can they show, other than the fact that you didn't meet targets, they can't show you've done anything wrong, and you've asked for help. You asked for training. It's not enough to simply give you warnings. Now, that's an important uh, lesson here because we've often talked about imp- uh, building up a case for an employer with warnings. But that may not be enough, John, if you're a- alleging performance issues. It's very difficult to let someone go for performance reasons for cause, and if the employer does that, they have to do more than provide warnings. They have to provide help, training, And really, if they've done that and the employee continues to be unsuccessful, maybe then they can consider a termination for cause, John. In this case, it wasn't even close. So, yeah, I'm going to get this this gentleman full severance, and that bank really should have known better, much, much better.
0: What else you got?
1: The second situation, uh, a very sad situation. This involved uh, a a, a lady, actually, a relatively young lady that had to go on a short-term disability. When that ended, she wanted to go on long-term disability. Mm-hmm. She, she had a serious medical condition. Except, of course, uh, the uh, insurance company said, no, we're not going to allow you to go on. We don't think you qualify. And my partner, Sivan Tamarkin, was working with her on, on getting that issue resolved. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, her employer says, well, wait a second. We understand that you have, you've been denied long-term disability. So we think there's no reason for you not to be working. Therefore, because you're not at work, we're going to consider you as having resigned. No. Well, guess what, John? Uh, that was absolute nonsense. You can't simply say, well, because the insurance company denied you, you're not, uh, you, you should be coming back to work. She had a valid doctor's note saying she cannot work, irrespective of what dispute she had with her employer, uh, with her insurance company. The employer should have allowed her to be off work. So by considering her as having resigned, quote unquote, Not only did they terminate her employment, they've even uh, breached the human rights code. The lesson here is if you have a doctor's note saying you cannot work, your employer can't penalize you, can't question that, can't say you've resigned, you're allowed to be off work as long as your doctor says so.
0: We'll take a quick break and write to your calls. 416 870 star 640 on cell. Open lines we have here in the Employment Hour as we continue on talk radio, AM 640. Yeah, you know that number, 416 870 star 640 on cell. Got some open lines happening. Call through uh, Nick. Good evening. How are you, Nick? Oh, hello. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Leo? is there?
2: Uh, I was just listening to Leor's story about the... The gentleman who worked for a financial institution and uh, they raised his target and put him on a performance review. I had a very similar experience. This is back. This is going back to 2010, but I did work for the bank, and uh, they put and they put me on a performance review. Pretty much, the same, pretty much the same. Gave me a warning, saying you have to improve this, 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 and I, I felt that I did. I was do my best. I know i wasn 't hitting the targets, but people around me were saying yeah you 're asking every customer i I was a teller or customer service representative as they call them I was asking every customer I was getting i was hitting it I was doing a little bit better, mm-hmm. but three months after uh, this is now February two thousand and ten uh, they gave me the they gave me the warning back in November two thousand fifteen sorry twenty twenty oh nine uh so february twenty ten they basically sat me in the office and say, "Sorry, Nick, it's not working out. This and this," and basically, they and basically, they terminated me. When I asked, "Okay, well, can you tell me what percent, what exactly did I do wrong?" Mm-hmm. They were very vague. They didn't really say, "Oh," you they didn't really say, "Well, what?" They didn't give me a clear Nick, answer. Uh, did they? Did they give you severance, Nick? They did give me severance. Uh, yeah. I and basically, I was. It was more like I felt compelled to sign, as opposed to seeking any legal counsel.
0: So, what's your uh, question? If this was 2010. What's your question now?
2: I guess my my main question is. Somebody told me that I had up until seven years to go after them. I just want to know if that is No, left. unfortunately, Nick,
1: no. You you had two years, unfortunately, so you're, you're out of time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that that's a bad thing. And the lesson there for our listeners, if you have been let go, if you have questions, there is a two-year limitation period. We've had a lot of people call us over the years that, uh, unfortunately, didn't realize that and missed that limitation period. Don't let that happen to you.
0: Got uh, Charles and Whitby. Good evening, Charles. How are you?
1: great how are you
0: good what's your uh, what's your question go ahead
3: well uh basically i've uh been told that my position is going to uh be transitioned to another uh, another position altogether a completely different position than i'm currently working in and uh, initially i thought oh this sounds good it sounds like a promotion but uh, from finding out the particulars of uh, of the job that I'm gonna be going to, and they haven't come back with a salary figure yet, but uh, essentially they've uh, they've uh, reduced my, or eliminated my on-call pay, and may end up uh, completely reducing my, my overall co- uh, compensation. Do I have to take that uh, position, and uh, if I chose to try and stay in my current position, and they tell me, okay, that position's been eliminated, Uh, what would I need to prove constructive dismissal if that's even a possibility?
1: Thanks, Charles. Very good question. So here's the thing. An employer does not have a right to reduce your compensation, to change your job uh, terms, the terms of your employment in a negative way. So obviously, they can promote you. They can give you a pay raise, no problem. But they can't demote you. They can not give you a less favorable job, one with less responsibilities. They cannot reduce your pay. If they do that, if they say, well, your choice is to accept this or we have nothing else for you. Well, here's your, your actual real choice. Uh, Charles, you can decide to accept this new position if you want, and that's your call. Or if you don't accept it, you can treat your employment as being terminated. That's a constructive dismissal, which would allow you to leave with full severance. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not every change that results in a constructive dismissal we have to show that it's an important change a significant change if they reduce your pay from 60,000 to 59,000 but everything else stays exactly the same that probably is not enough to be a constructive dismissal right there but if they change it from 50 to 50 uh, to from 60 to 52 for example yeah that absolutely would be so we would need to know what they've changed how this is going to impact you so what i want you to do is continue doing your job until they know exact until you know exactly what they're offering in terms of compensation in terms of responsibilities once you know that give me a call let's talk about that and let's figure out if that's a bad thing and if it rises to the level of constructive dismissal if it does we can talk about exactly what you'd be owed.
0: Charles, that uh, number one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of Lior outside of show hours. Uh, the rest of you, we'll take a short break, and we'll get to your phone calls as well. That number 416-870-6400, star 640. Yeah, it's 725 on your Wednesday evening. We're also on 7 p.m. on Monday nights as well. If you miss this, uh, that show here on the Employment Hour, your phone calls got some lines open. Got John and Hamilton. Thanks for hanging through the break. John, what's your story?
4: Yeah, good day, guys. Um, I worked for a corporation for 10 years. Anyway, a couple months ago, I had to quit due to uh, personal issues. Um, about two and a half weeks ago or so, they deposited uh, about the amount of a paycheck into my account. I inquired with them because uh, I was going through EI. And they said it wasn't them, but today I got a message. Asking for my information and saying that they made a mistake and uh, they want the money back. I don't truly have a problem paying the money back, but I just can't do it all in one lump sum. So. Do I have any rights here?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Given the fact that, assuming it is a mistake, it's it's their mistake. You didn't do anything wrong. Uh, sure. Then, yeah, they, they absolutely should be working with you uh, to to pay it back in a way that makes sense. Uh, and you, you, uh, would have believed that the money was yours you followed up with them you did the right thing so yeah no they, they can't insist on it being paid whenever they want to just because they made a mistake so i think you should talk to them uh, suggest to them that the way you'll pay it back obviously you want to be sure of course that it is a mistake because uh even if you quit they still owe you to the last day they owe you a potentially outstanding vacation pay uh etc so so they may owe you some money even though you are the one to quit assuming they don't and the money was paid to you by mistake Simply talk to them about a payment plan that uh, that works for you. I doubt they'll have a problem with that, uh, and uh, I'm sure you can both be reasonable and get it done.
4: Yeah, okay. So they can't just go into my account and withdraw the money, though, right? No,
1: no withdraw- they don't have the ability to withdraw money from, from your account. No, they can't do that. They depend on you to, to pay them back, actually.
4: Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's been two months, and I'm still waiting for my uh, pension plan stuff. You know, I anyway, uh, I'll bring that up, maybe, Fonia,
1: regarding that. Okay, sure, absolutely. Yep.
0: Good, appreciate that, John. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. 870 6400 star 640 on sale. Alex, good evening, how are you?
1: Good,
5: good, how are you?
0: Okay, what's uh, what's your concern?
5: Okay, so I've been working for an employer now for, uh, for almost three years, and I've been offered a job by a competitor. Now, I don't have a non-compete clause in my contract, but I do have a clause that says... I'm unable to solicit or contact clients or potential
1: clients of the company.
5: Right. I'm wondering if that's a concern or I mean
1: should I should I be concerned? In the new and com- the new job that you're going to be taking, will you be going after uh, clients or customers of your old employer? No, I
5: would not be targeting clients. I would be more um working on live projects with
1: clients that are already within the company. Got it. Okay, good. So so you'd be doing absolutely nothing wrong and and there's no way for them to stop you from working there. There's nothing that they can do. The only thing they could do is if they do find out that you breached your non-solicitation obligation, well, they could take legal action. But until and unless you've done that, there's nothing they could do. You're free to take a job with whoever you want because you don't have a non-competition obligation. So there's nothing you need to do other than give them some reasonable notice of resignation. That's just a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh But that's it. Okay, and by soliciting clients, I, I suppose you that would mean contacting those clients, trying to win their business over from the previous employer. right. It, that- it's contacting clients of your your current employer and saying, "Hey, I'm now working for this company across the street. Why don't you bring your business over to me?" That's what soliciting means. You're you're, you're approaching them for the purpose of gaining their business.
0: He could go the other way though. If they came to him and say, hey, we want to we want to follow you over to where you're going, that's fine, right?
1: Right. So if there's a, a client of your current employer that finds out after you've left that, hey, I, I, I like uh, uh, Alex. He's a good guy. So let, let me go work for him or work with him. That's fine. You could do that because you're not soliciting they came to you. It's really a question of are you going to be the one approaching clients? If you're not, then you've done nothing wrong. You can work for whoever you want and with whoever you want.
0: Yeah, Gina in here before the break. Good evening, Gina. How are you?
6: Hi, how are you?
0: Good. What's uh, what's your concern, Leora? Uh,
6: well, I believe my employer is in the process of selling the business, and I'd like yeah. to know what my options are if the new owners offering a package that's considerably less than what I get now.
1: Right. You mean a package in terms of compensation, salary, et cetera? Yes. Right. Okay, if good. my
6: wage is going to be different, if they're right. offering me the same position, but at a
1: different wage. So if the business is sold and the new company, the new owner offers you a a position on different terms, doesn't matter if it's a different job, responsibility, different compensation, you have a choice to make. The choice is as follows. You can accept it and continue working under these new terms, or you can not accept it, reject it, and then you're owed severance by the old company, the company that's selling the business. That that owner uh, would owe you full severance. So you would have that choice, uh, now, if it's, you know, if it's a minor, minor difference, so like I said before to a previous caller, if instead of 60,000, they're gonna pay you 59,000, that may not be enough. On the other hand, if it's right. uh, more substantial, then absolutely you have that choice and you would get full severance. Uh, now remember, if you are gonna continue working with a new company, your seniority carries through, so you don't lose your seniority, that's a very good thing. And and the other, the other thing I want to say is if you are offered a job, even if it's on the same terms exactly from a compensation and responsibility standpoint, if the new owner wants you to sign an employment agreement, give me a call. Let me take a look at it because there absolutely could be things in that employment agreement that are going to be problematic for, uh, for you. If they, they're happy to come, have you come in without a written employment agreement, I'm happy about that. But if they want you to sign something, I need to see it.
6: Okay, great. Thank
0: you. Appreciate it, Gina. Thanks, Gina. We'll uh, take a quick break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Loving your phone calls tonight as we do every Wednesday and Monday night here at seven o'clock with the Employment Hour twice during the uh, the work week. Mike, good evening. How are you, Mike? Good,
4: how are you doing?
0: Good, pal. What's going on? I
4: just want to thank you for taking my call for the free advice. I appreciate it. No worries. Um, I'm actually, I work for a family-run business. Um, I'm a salaried uh, general contractor, I believe is how it's how how it's termed. Um, so my question is, um, I am uh, working uh, some days, eleven, twelve hour days. Um, so I'm wondering what what, if any, are my options for am I am I owed uh, overtime for a salaried employee?
1: Now, Mike, you said general contractor. Is this a construction job?
4: No, it's, um, it's 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 a driver job. Like I, I go around delivering auto parts to collision shops.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, then you absolutely would be owed uh, overtime. Overtime, though, is not is not paid on a daily basis. So you may work twelve hours, but you may not necessarily be owed overtime. Overtime is calculated weekly. So if you work more than forty four hours a week, then you are owed overtime, even if you are on salary. Do you okay. sometimes work more than forty four hours a week?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So the way overtime is calculated, uh, Mike, is as follows. So whatever your salary is for a week uh, is only good for 44 hours. So you take your weekly salary, you divide that by 44, and that gives you an hourly rate. Time and a half is what you get for anything over 44 hours. So if you're not getting that, you can give me a call. I can, I can help you. If you want to deal with that, you have to decide whether you want to pursue it, given the fact you're still working for the company. The other thing you may be able to do, if your employer is refusing to pay you overtime, that could be a constructive dismissal. So you may be able to treat your employment as terminated and not only get the overtime that you owed, but also get severance. How long have you been there, Mike? Uh, it's,
4: it's closing on three years now.
1: And how old are you? Uh,
4: Thirty-one.
1: So you may be looking at right around four months' pay is what you could be owed here. So uh, give me a call off air. We can talk about those options. But are you owed overtime? Absolutely, you are. Yes. Perfect. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Thank you so much. I appreciate your right advice.
0: Sure, pal. No problem. 416-870-6400, star 640 in sell. John, good evening.
4: How you
7: doing, guys? Good,
0: pal. What's going on?
7: Um, can I make a question for that last caller? Does it matter if you're federally regulated or provincially with this overtime thing?
1: Well, it matters only because uh, if you're federally regulated, the standard is 40 hours instead of 44. Uh, In his situation, he 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 said he drives around to different uh, auto body shops that would be provincial. But, yeah, if he was federally regulated, if he was driving uh, out of province, et cetera, then uh, the overtime threshold would be 40 hours instead of 44.
7: Oh, well, that's good for me. But uh, the question I had was I I appreciate the fact that once a precedent has been set, you're beat. But let's say a president, or uh, let's say something happened like a dozen years ago. I've been with a company 18 years. They took a vehicle away, didn't work out, gave me one back. Now, if they took one away again like a dozen years later, am I still beat?
1: No, you're not beat. That's an excellent question. Given the fact that it happened that long ago, and over the last 12 years, if I'm understanding correctly, you've had a vehicle, they can't say... Well, you remember 12 years ago when you took a vehicle, you let us do it. Now we can do it again. No, it's, it's been so far removed and you've had it so consistently over the years that that's now the terms of your employment that you have a vehicle. So if they take it away, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Uh, and then you have a choice whether you accept that or if you decide to, to pursue a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Does that, does that make sense, John?
7: Yo, know, that is terrific. You've given uh, my father great advice on a business before, and uh, mm. this is great advice. And, and then I would understand I'd be owed eighteen years of overtime after forty hours.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, you can only go back two years. But but so, the short answer, yeah, you may be depending again. I don't know anything about your specific situation, but if you're not exempt from overtime, uh, then yeah, you would be owed uh, overtime uh, uh, for uh, for hours over forty. There's some exemptions for, for for truck drivers. So if you're a truck driver, th- that may be an issue. We can talk about that off air. But generally, federally regulated employees get overtime after 40 hours a week, uh, and uh, they can go back two years.
0: John, you need any more information, I'll give you a number. Lior's number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I think uh, Joe will get you in before a break here. Good evening, Joe.
6: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Good, sir. What's going on?
6: Thanks for taking my call. No okay, uh, i had got to let go from my job. I've worked there for six years. Um, I reported a situation that was an unsafe situation that happened to me and uh, reported to my supervisor. And what had happened, they took it to HR. And uh, next thing you know, two weeks later, after talking with HR, I got let go, terminated uh, for cause. And
1: and And what are they saying the cause? What are they saying you did wrong?
6: It was uh, maliciously and in bad faith. Oh, that, that
1: you made that complaint in bad faith? Yes. Wow. Well, let me yes. tell you, Joe, that would be extremely difficult for them to prove. I mean, they really better have their I's dotted and T's crossed to show that you made a complaint maliciously. It's one thing to say you made a complaint and we don't feel that that was justified. We investigated. We found that everything is fine. But to say that it's malicious? Yes. Man, I I I can't imagine that they would ever be able to establish that. So You've probably been wrongfully dismissed. The other thing, Joe, is if the complaint that you brought up was legitimate, even if it yes. wasn't necessarily right, but only if it was, you believed it to be legitimate and they fire you because of that, that's yes. a reprisal. That's okay. illegal.
6: Yes, I so, know what
1: it is, yeah. So how long have you been there,
6: Joe? I've been there uh, six years full-time, but I've been with the, the company actually since 1999.
1: Uh, okay, so that's them. a long time.
6: Yeah, no write-ups or anything like that, and
1: um, huh. yeah. It was... Wow, when did this happen, Joe?
6: This happened, uh, in October, early October.
1: Yeah, well, you're you're owed a lot of compensation. Again, depending on your age and, and actual position, anywhere from 16 to 20 months pay easily. You'd be owed. So, yeah. uh, yeah, you, you've been wrongfully dismissed. Joe, we need to speak off air. Obviously, there's obviously a lot more to destroy that I would need to know. Yeah. But there's just no way they'd be able to, to establish that you did something malicious. Yeah. I um, mean, I, I guess hypothetically it's possible, but I doubt that that's the case.
0: Joe, I'm going to give you a number here to, uh, to write down. as one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Lior, call him tomorrow. Trust me, do that. 746 here on the Employment Hour. Your phone call is coming through. Love to get to each and every one of you before we get to eight. So if you've got something to say, something to ask, bring it through now, and uh, we'll get you on the line. Bill, how are you, pal?
3: Great. Good. Uh, quick question. I've been with a company for seven years, and I'm looking at about six to eight months of medical treatment for a condition. Are they obligated to hold my job for me?
1: So they're obligated to keep you employed. In terms of keeping your actual job, it really does depend on how badly they need to have it replaced. So an employer is allowed to run its business. So if they have to put someone into your role in for those six, seven, eight months, they, have they done can that. do that. What's that?
3: They have done that. They have a so good in for, my, for me. Hmm.
1: Um, so, what their obligation now is, Bill, when you're ready to return, is to do everything possible, everything that's possible to find a job for you. To to They don't have an obligation to fire this guy, but mm-hmm. they have an obligation to try to find a position for you. If they legitimately don't or have one and they've tried, then you're entitled to severance. But it's not as easy to say, hey, we already have some other guy here, so you're off. They really have to try to find a position for you. Uh, and it's only if they've gone through that exercise and they can't find anything for you to do, then uh, they can let you go with full severance. Okay, thanks very much. You're welcome, thanks,
0: Bill. Blair. Good evening. Yes. How are you, pal? How are you What's thanks going on? We're call. great. Sure, go ahead.
5: Um, I'll try and give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was gainfully employed at the company for about uh, six years, uh, salary position. Um, at the year end, I received my, an employee review, which was a part of the bonus structure. Um, I got a raving review, uh, best marks, full bonus paid out, and uh, a month later, I found myself with HR and the manager being told that my position had been redund- deemed redundant under corporate restructuring, and uh, I was given an option to package out at the time. Or to take a lesser position within the company. Right. Where I work, there's not a lot of employment, especially in the winter months. So I like the company and everything else, the benefits, chose to take the lesser position. Um, I lost a company vehicle, lost the salary, reduced to an hourly role, huh. um, and accepted that under new ownership and restructuring that this happens. Um, about three months later, this was all about last February, uh, about three months later my old position uh, was reposted and it took about three months after that uh, the position was filled with uh, basically the same job description that I had been fulfilling. Um, In the six years in the salaried role I had worked an average of 55 hours a week um, with no overtime paid, just my salary. And, uh, and since then, um, I've, the person that I was replaced by, uh, has no industry experience, um, or related experience Uh, they're lesser qualified than I was for the position and was never given any legitimate reason as to why I was, I feel demoted rather than, uh, you know, uh, moved along.
1: Now, Blair, when, when did this happen? When did the new person come in?
5: Uh, they would have started uh, I believe it would have been about August of this year
1: and since then you've still been working with the company
5: I've still been working with the company in an hourly position um, between for the same rate in the lesser role and then uh, as of recent they've asked me to come and help out in a greater capacity uh, because they've been shorthanded and it's it's a job that I had originally done when I started working there.
1: Right. So unfortunately, Blair, I'm going to have some, some bad news for you because, uh, obviously they did not have a right to make this change, not even a question. Uh, that would have been a, a constructive dismissal, a classic one. Unfortunately, in this situation, and, and for reasons that make sense, of course, you decided to accept the position, but, but because you've accepted it, well, you've accepted it. So now, even though, you know, they, they clearly were not very honest with you, and then there was uh, something else potentially going on. Because you accepted that change, then you can't really go back and do something about it and say, "Hey guys, remember uh, six months or nine months ago, whatever it was, when you demoted me? I, I I didn't like that. No, unfortunately, that it's it's a bit late that now. Even if okay. you did something as soon as the new guy was hired in August, potentially there'll be an angle. But given the fact that we're now in November and the guy started in August, I think it is too late to do anything here, Blair, unfortunately.
5: Okay. I, I, I kind of thought as, as much, but it's just been weighing on my mind and thought I'd ask the question
1: daily. Thanks, Blair. Short.
0: Thanks, Bill. We appreciate uh, your call. Your call is coming up as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More of the Employment Hour just ahead. This is Talk Radio AM 640. It is 7.54, lots of calls to get through. Our pal uh, Mikey working that uh, phone booth crazy, man. He's like a uh, one-legged man in an arse-kicking contest. He's so busy. Got uh, Michelle on the line. Michelle, how are you?
2: I'm good, how are you? Good, what's your question? My question is, I've been with my company for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently on an LOA. Um, we've just, we've have been just having discussions around parting away mutually, where they've said that they would offer me six months um, it wouldn't be severance because they're not terminating my employment. I do work as a supervisor, and um, I'm 45 years old.
1: Now, would you have the option to stay, Michelle, if you decided to?
2: Yeah, my,
4: they said that I could come back to my role.
1: Okay, so if you have the option to stay, then they're not terminating you, so they're saying, hey, here's an option. Now... Uh, this uh, what they're offering you six months is a lot less than what you would be owed in a regular termination. You'd probably be owed double that, maybe around twelve months pay. But because they're not terminating you, really the law doesn't get involved here. The law says, hey, if you're happy with six months and you decide not to come back, more power to you. That that's fine. That's your call. So it really comes down to what you feel is appropriate. There's no reason not to negotiate that upwards and then to make a counter offer and see if you can get eight, nine, ten months. But ultimately, if if they won't budge, you have to make that decision. If they decide to terminate, if they say, "Well, now you don't have, can't come back. We've decided we're letting you go," then the law kicks in, and the law would say you probably get right around twelve months' pay. Does that make sense?
2: That makes total sense.
1: Thanks, Michelle.
0: Got uh, Tony on the line. Good evening, Tony.
8: Hi. Uh, What's happening? For taking my
1: call.
0: Sure, go
8: ahead. Uh, quite simply, I was working for a company for a very long time. Uh, 21 years to be exact and I went away because um, I had to have uh, bypass surgery and then that kind of developed into some congestive heart failure so it's off work for about two years. Uh, the long-term disability people were great, they paid my long-term disability, no problem, uh, time to go back to work and uh, they were telling me that my job position was not available which I can see because it was away for a very long time. But we have this other job for you. Now, originally they were saying that the job was similar. It was going to be in another computer department. Uh, But I said to them, listen, I'm a Mac person. I work in a Mac environment, but you want me to work in a PC environment? I really don't think Mm -hmm. uh, I can help you, you know, in that environment. Don't worry, we're going to train you, blah, blah, blah. What was the end result? The end result was... When I showed up to go back to work on a graduated schedule, uh, the HR person said, you know what, we're, we're going to give you a package, right? So every time we talk about the package, right? So I've used your, your calculator and listened to the show often, right? And uh, I said, well, uh, what do you offer me? So they tell me that they want to give me uh, – what what was it? Twelve months. So we, we dickered back and forth, right? And uh he he was going he said that he was gonna give me sixteen months. He phoned me Tuesday, yesterday, saying, Well, I tried to get you sixteen months, but I couldn't. Uh they wouldn't go for it. I got you fifteen months. So but I can't give you the money all at once, they said. All right. We're gonna we're going to give it to you over the next 48 months.
1: Tony, Tony, I'm going to have to cut you off cuz there's another call here. Here's the thing. They owe you what they owe you. So give me a call off air and if they haven't given you what they owe what they actually owe you what the law says, I can help you get it. It's as simple as that. It's not what they want to pay or how much they can afford. It's what the law says. So give me a call off air.
0: Phil, you got about 30 seconds, pal. Get it in there. What do you think?
1: Hey, um I'm okay, so I was uh employed through a uh
4: employment firm. Yep. And I was employed there for approximately 10 months. And then I was let go. I was training all of the new employees and all that. And I was let go because I short shipped something. Mm -hmm. In addition, they also said, too, that I was unfit for
1: their company culture.
0: Did they give you severance,
1: film? No, no. Then they would owe you severance. that does not sound like it's cause. It would be very difficult to let you go for cause and and depending on on your agent specific position, you're probably looking anywhere from two to three, maybe even as much as four months' pay. So give me a call off air because it does not sound that this is a situation where they could let you go without compensation for cause. You probably have been wrongfully dismissed.
0: Nice job tonight, my friend. Until next time, here's the number, one And if you haven't been there, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed. Back in the weekend with more of the Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.